The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from previsible.io. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing effective SEO strategies and collaborations in specialized industries. Joining me today is Andrea Quartz, who's the SEO manager at Pharmacan. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not, because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Pharmacan is a cannabis MSO, and they own two different lines of dispensaries across eight different states, Verilife and LiveWell. And today, Andrea and I are going to be discussing how SEO in the cannabis industry is different. All right, here's my conversation with Andrea Quartz, the SEO manager at Pharmacan. Andrea, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I am very excited. I was looking forward to this episode because... You know, working within the cannabis industry, obviously a lot has changed over recent years. We're seeing the movements of legalization across various parts of the U.S. You're in Illinois, by Chicago, I'm in California, so obviously both of these states are in that group. But I think it's kind of interesting because it is, you know, a different breed. It still has a lot of the, you know, we still operate within Google and everything like that. But I'm interested to hear kind of your perspective on working in SEO within a specialized industry like cannabis. 
So the interesting thing about cannabis is just the fact that it is so new. So we are, to use a really annoying cliche, we are building the plane as we're flying it. Nobody has done this before. If somebody's hiring, if one of the cannabis companies are hiring somebody for SEO, it's likely the first time they've had somebody doing SEO. So what's the challenge is that you have to, in addition to actually working on your SEO program, it's a lot of internal education, a lot of it. People know that organic traffic is important. And because it's cannabis and we're not allowed to do pretty much any advertising, organic traffic is your primary traffic driver to your website. So people know that. But just in general, there's a lot of confusion about, okay, is this SEO? Is this SEO? And so it's a lot of that internal education, speaking with the higher ups so that they can kind of filter that down to the other teams. Interesting. And I could imagine, especially with not having as many options in kind of like the marketing toolkit. I mean, we all know SEO is, you know, typically the the largest driver of website traffic. But even when you have some of those other elements removed, it's that much more reliant on it. Digging in a little bit more on this kind of education, it makes sense. It's a new industry. People are coming into it from different, you know, probably backgrounds and experience levels. What has been some of the more effective approaches or strategies that you've used to create that awareness within the company and getting people up to speed of what needs to be done? What's the body of work that's included in SEO? Like, what have you been using to kind of bridge that gap? It's kind of a two-prong approach there because cannabis is a new industry, except the people that are joining the cannabis industry are from Pepsi. They're from, I think we have somebody from who joined us from Guess, the clothing brand. So people kind of have an idea of it, but it's a lot of clarification. So it's a lot of getting into the meetings and just providing opportunities. So for example, we didn't have, Pharmacan didn't have a set local SEO program. So my first thing, because we are growing like crazy, was to figure out what is an enterprise solution so that we can scale. But then it's a matter of, okay, so we have this and it's looking at everything very basically. So we need reviews. Are we allowed to do that? So it's a matter of getting buy-in from the retail side, education there, but then also it's compliance. So I find that you kind of have to piece everything into smaller bites so that people understand it and then they can work toward integrating whatever is needed into their day-to-day, the programs, the projects that people are building. Interesting. And what areas do you feel like you're most restricted on? Like, are there any aspects or tactics that you're just not able to use because whether it's, you know, legal or just limitations that you have in your sector? So many. That is a huge learning curve with cannabis. So we are in eight states, but essentially, even though we are one company, we are essentially eight companies. Because the way that we market in Colorado, where 
rec is legal, medical is legal, rec has been legal for quite some time, is very different than the way that we can market in Pennsylvania, where it is extremely regulated. They have medical marijuana, but for example, we can't refer to it as anything else except medical marijuana. That's it. You can't say cannabis, you can't say marijuana. So the challenge is, how do we build a site that is in itself actually multiple sites? So for Verilife, we're in six states with that dispensary brand. So we have to come up with website functionality in which the state of Ohio will approve this copy, but the state of New York will approve this copy. And so we have to figure out how, what is the structure of the site so that we can somehow segment it. So if I'm a user from Ohio and I go to log in, I am only going to see Ohio information. And then the same thing for New York, Massachusetts. So it's working with a combination of, it is a lot of tailored content that also has to go to our compliance team. Some of them have to go to the state for approval. But then it's also the back end, how I'm working with the dev teams to understand how can we make it so that we are limiting Ohio consumers to only see Ohio pages. But then how are we making it so that search engines can see all the pages? And then it's also a matter of product marketing. So because cannabis cannot cross state lines, in every state, that we have dispensaries, we also have cultivation centers where we produce our own products. But we don't have the same products in every state because maybe it's this flower is growing in Illinois versus this flower is growing in New York. Or in New York, we have to call them ingestibles. But in Massachusetts, we can call them edibles. So we can't even have the same products. So when I'm creating content on a global scale, like uh, we have a blog. So if I'm creating something, I can't reference specific products because I don't know what state you're in. So if I said buy this brand of vape, well, I can't really say that because that might only pertain to Massachusetts consumers as opposed to like saying, oh, here is a vape. What is a vape? That sort of thing. Generally speaking, like what percentage of your focus then is on local SEO within the states that you're operating versus more of like a national or a global approach from like a web traffic? So it's a lot of capturing those local terms. Dispensary near me is the golden term. Everybody wants that one, you know, and then it's so a a lot of it is coming up with how to optimize for those near me terms, but in, you know, the most natural way, but then in an industry that's also getting very oversaturated. In Colorado, LiveWell, we have 30 dispensaries or 27 dispensaries in Colorado, and the majority of them are in Denver. So I'm working with our SEO agency. We're trying to brainstorm a solution to how do we avoid the cannibalization for dispensary near me, dispensary Denver, when almost all of our dispensaries are in Denver. A lot of it is just trying it out. Because like I said, there's just not the history there. You know, we can't say this works. 
because we don't know. Right. And I assume you also have this larger challenge with what you're highlighting from, you know, inventory variations between state to state, creating that kind of collective playing off each other and one helping the other sites, domains, things like that. You have those limitations from internal linking and not just in copy, but also how you're connecting the different pages, I assume. Exactly. And another thing that I'm working on is optimizing our footer on Verilife.com. We migrated from a Drupal site to Adobe Commerce. And so now, you know, we migrated in Q2. And so now, you know, we're going back and optimizing the site. And I'm taking a look at the global footer. Right now, it's pretty slim. I want to add to it. There's a lot of opportunities there. But I'm actually finding and in brainstorming with the team that we're going to need to create a different footer for each state. Because we can't have, if you're shopping from Ohio, we have to send you to only Ohio pages. So even the concept of something as basic as a footer is something that's become even more complicated. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Are they on a shared domain or does each state have its own domain? Each state, we're on a shared domain. So for each state, it's on the Verilife side, it's verilife.com slash O-H slash M-A. We have some backend functionality where it sniffs out your IP address and then it recognizes the closest shopping store. So that kind of tailors the experience a little bit there. But then, you know, there's opportunities for if somebody wants, doesn't want to use their location, they can select their location. But we try, our goal is to make it as seamless as possible so it doesn't look like you are going to different parts of the website. You're in Ohio. We want to offer you that personalization in which you think, okay, this site is for Ohio. It's a little different for LiveWell. That 
is built on Ruby on Rails. And we are going to be so it was launched with only Colorado. So it was a pretty Colorado focused site. And then Michigan was added to it. So a lot of it is just looking at it from a scalability perspective. You know, if we're adding more states, because as you know, more states are legalizing cannabis. And if we're going to be adding more states, how can we do it in a way where this site is scalable, but it's still offering you kind of that personalized experience where, okay, I'm shopping in Michigan. I don't care what's going on in Colorado because it doesn't affect me. I only want to see Michigan. Yeah, so it's interesting because it's almost the way you're describing this. It's like taking some elements of local SEO, but it's almost like a little bit of elements from like an international SEO perspective. <laughs> like I'm having like some flashes here of doing like international work, but then also seeing the areas where I assume with like some of the local like dispensaries picking up local links within, you know, the neighborhoods or the communities of it. So it it feels like you're really kind of balancing between this, hey, we're operating in the US, we have almost each state as if it's like a different country from like an international SEO perspective. Almost with a different language too. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're using different vocabulary for product namings and you can't say edibles in one place, but it's ingestives in another. And so I'm sure that just kind of adds a little nuance to language. Yeah, it definitely does. And, and to your point, there is that global aspect of if you search for anything cannabis. So and, you know, typically people do searches for keywords like weed. We're not allowed to say weed anywhere on our site, nor do we actually want to because we're trying to elevate the language. It's cannabis, marijuana too, but mostly we prefer to use the term cannabis. But compliance has, and with a lot of other MSOs, we're not allowed to use the term weed, but those are the high search volume terms. So it's how can we take that and optimize our site? Well, one thing that I found is that Google understands that weed is cannabis. So our site ranks for a lot of informational, like long tail keywords that have weed in them, even though our site does not say weed once. That was actually, you, you kind of just stole my next question there, is we all know Google's able to understand entities and the relationships between those and synonyms. And like an old example that I used to use when I was in-house kind of illustrating this is like, yeah, Google knows that it's going to be, you know, shoes and sneakers will be relatively similar. So it's like to rank for sneakers, you can also just talk about running shoes and they're going to pick that up. Like you don't have to use every synonym. From your experience in this industry, have you noticed any limitations or any kind of quirks from Google's side of understanding intent from various terms, like some that you can use and some that maybe you can't use? Like any, I guess, notable differences that you've seen where Google might struggle with that? So one thing that I discovered pretty quickly, and it was due to an algorithm update that did not 
help us, I'm not going to say anything else, but it was very upsetting, is that we are actually considered a YMYL site, a Your Money or Your Life site. So we actually have to operate under those guidelines. Anything that we're putting out needs to be cited. If I'm saying that in order to clean your grinder, you need to use, you know, XYZ alcohol, something like that, I have to cite it. And in order for Google to understand that I'm not just some, you know, garbage blog that's just giving whatever information. No, we are a high authority site and we're trustworthy. You know, that EEAT is huge in all of our content strategy is it's through citing those sources. You know, we also do not make efficacy claims. That is another thing that, I mean, we don't because of compliance, but also because the research isn't, is not there. And because of that, we don't want to be putting out that misinformation, A, because we don't want to do that. That's not our goal. We want to make cannabis accessible and, and help people. But also, if we start putting out that misinformation, start making those claims that are not true, we're going to get penalized. We're going to lose our authority. It makes a ton of sense, like given the sector, but I mean, it does shed light on another kind of nuance of your industry where it's in some ways you're kind of in this like e-commerce space with like some of like the local dispensaries, but then you're also being held to standards that are more I would assume probably more similar with like pharmaceuticals and like within kind of like the prescription drug realm, given the nature of the industry. So it seems like you're kind of having to balance, again, not just local, international, but kind of e-commerce tactics with some of the scrutiny that comes with the Your Money, Your Life or EAT factors that more traditional retailers don't really need to worry about as much. Yeah. And another fun layer to this is we are, so we have, our site is an e-commerce site. LiveWell is e-commerce. Verilife.com. So first, let me say, I say e-commerce, but it's not true e-commerce because we cannot accept payments. So at the end of the day, we can get you to our website, get you to put things in your cart, add to cart, then you click your purchase, but you're not actually purchasing. You have to go into the dispensary and pick it up in every single state. There is no other option. So what happens is we have to have that local strategy, but like e-commerce, buy online, we want everybody to reserve online, but then you have to pick up in store. It's that, I think it's called like Ropus, reserve online, pick up in store. <laughs> and so it's that like, e-commerce, we want to be digital, but at the end of the day, you have to go to a good old-fashioned brick-and-mortar store. And even though within the different states, there's, you know, as you mentioned, different inventories or like products from the traffic that you're capturing, is most of it coming through more generic kind of head terms? Or do you find that some of the traffic's coming in by people searching for a specific brand or yeah, product that you might have that it, like, are they coming in as well, like seeking a particular product? So that's 
Customer segmentation is really interesting in cannabis because it varies so wildly. So, you know, we've got in our med-only states, so in Ohio, Pennsylvania, and, well, Maryland's wrecked now, but in those med-only states, the search terms are going to be different because you're a medical patient. You already know what you kind of want. It's going to be a lot of those strain-specific terms, you know, blue dream near me, you know, something like that. But in those states where rec is legal, there are still a lot of those strain-specific edibles near me, blue dream near me, but also there's informational. So what is a dispensary? You know, how do I read a menu? So it's I don't know that we have cracked the code of like, these are our audiences, this is how to reach them. Also, because it's always changing. Like, for example, we have two dispensaries in Maryland, and it was a med only state. So it was emphasized on how to get a card, how to get a medical card, what are the medical marijuana purchase limits, that sort of thing. Rec launched on July 1, and that changed. So now it was our traffic skyrocketed. And it's a lot of like just dispensary near me, dispensary Maryland. Can I buy edibles in Maryland? You know, things like that. Yeah. And it's like beyond it just being like a new a new space, like as it's becoming more widely or kind of accepted, I assume too, like your demographics were are probably evolving and changing too, where maybe initially there's some people that are a little bit newer to the concept or, you know, trying to learn more about it. And then over time, that behavior probably would also, I assume there's like a user behavior evolution too that you'd be experiencing. Absolutely. People are becoming less loyal to certain dispensary brands as the market grows. So those branded keywords, the search volume is going down across all of our brands. And it's because people are just looking for where can I get the best deal? Dispensaries are known for running specials all the time. So how can we build that customer loyalty and encourage people to continue to come back versus, oh, cheapest edibles near me? Last question here. What's the, like, I assume within within your work, you come across some odd keyword research. What's some of the weirdest keywords that you found yourself researching? It's just so funny to see what people are searching for when it comes to cannabis. It's a lot of searches and something that I never would have thought of, and this is going to get a little risque, is cannabis and sex. So I wrote a whole article about what is THC lubricant, and that was not something I ever saw for myself in my career, but it's a growing product and it's relevant. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
All right. Well, with that, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you to Andrea Kortz, SEO manager at Pharmacan, for joining us in part two of this interview, which will be published tomorrow. Andrea and I are going to be discussing how SEO can work with devs. If you can't wait until the next episode and would like to learn more about Andrea, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes, or you can contact her on Twitter, where her handle is at Andrea Quartz. Okay, thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Tyson's handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Thank you.